0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests.
0: Time to down, the lightning with the Stanley Cup.
1: Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League
0: champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Blob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk.
1: Because it's time for another episode of Play Play the Bay. Play the Bay.
2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Play the Bay. I am one of your co-hosts, Kaylee Chikoski, and I'm here with Chip and Evan. Guys, we made it to 2021. Woo! Today,
0: we'll a boys, we're celebration. We're Evan, we're what do you girl. got there?
1: I've got a double thunder funk from Bentwater Brewing Company.
0: It's a double India IPA. It's really good. Wow. Nice. Double you, Thunder Funk Funk. Is that what that is? Funk? Sounds like an ice cream flavor.
1: Double Um, Thunder
0: thunder You should start
2: posting Your beer of the week On the account Like every week before we do a show You should just do Evan's beer of the week Right before the show so people can get it And drink it with
1: you Not not only is that a great Fucking idea But now everybody's (laughs) gonna steal that idea Because you said (laughs) (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> but that's a great idea. I'm going to start the, doing that. So You know what? Uh, Call the segment Podcast Beverage. So, uh, yes, the Podcast bed, uh, Beverage. Beverage of the Week comes to, brought to you by Bentwater Brewing Company, the Double Th- Thunder Funk IPA. Thank you, Bentwater uh, Water. It's uh, very good. I can hit them up on Twitter afterwards. I'm going to do that. It's very tasty. Yes.
2: Yeah, that wasn't even sponsored. Every week there's just these great craft beer ad reads, <laughs> and they never pay us a dime. <laughs>
1: well, one of these days, we will yep. get a a beer company to sponsor this show, and I will be yeah. in heaven. It's good, but it's got to be craft. I can't. But Budweiser, Budweiser be all nice and all, but it tastes like water to me. But like,
2: if
0: it's like, we'll a, let you handle that then.
2: Yeah, I'll, we, fine, I'll we live it. in Tampa. There's so many options.
0: There are. It's an yeah.
2: underrated craft beer city, in my opinion.
1: My favorite, realize. my favorite, has to be uh, Cigar City is one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Uh, Tampa Bay yep. Brewing Company is one of my other favorites too, and then Copper Tail, which is well, they've got great beer too. So, what's
0: up, guys? Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, do, we need to do a craft beer pub crawl <laughs> for Play of the Bay.
2: Oh, that Bay would Bay be so fun!
0: Uh, why that? haven't we done that already? Ideas are flowing now. Kaylee did it. God bless her. Kaylee did it. It's all right.
1: Sorry.
2: We got to do it during the day though. Not at night. (laughs) I love day.
1: I love day drinking now because I'm old. I'm older now. I'm like Chip, you're in your forties. So you can understand. I'm like creeping up there. I'll be 38 this year. I appreciate day drinking. (laughs) I, I love day drinking more than I do nighttime drinking. Like, it the food tastes better during the day. Like you can't really get in as much trouble as you can during, like as you would at nighttime. So day drink. Yeah. I'll, I'll sign me up all day for that. Hell yeah. yeah.
2: I'm a sleepy person as we've established. So day drinking is way more preferable for me. I'd rather yeah. go out the sun shining. You get refreshing drinks. Mm-hmm. And then you go home and you're in bed by eight. Cause you're sleepy from drinking. That's and true. You get a full night's rest. And the next day you don't even feel a thing.
0: That's wow. cool. I never do that anymore. I definitely <laughs> need to <talk> that.
1: <laughs> I, I'm thinking we get the trolley up in Ybor or something like that, get some Uber XLs and just kind of cart around Tampa and just enjoy the afternoons of day drinking with beer. I'm cool. That
2: with would that. be so fun. It's old. Yeah. That'd be fun. Just thinking but about I, it right now. <laughs> we gotta do it. We should do it for one of these because now we're in postseason, which we will yes. definitely get into, but I feel like there's so many good weeks of football coming up. I feel like that could be a whole day of postseason football, just craft beer.
1: And oh. I have a designated driver now too. What? Yes. So that's oh, my
2: yes, wife. do. my yeah.
1: wife's pregnant, so she's not drinking. <laughs> um, don't use your wife. But she likes doing it. She'd rather she'd rather de- her, like drive like for me instead of trying to. Like try and drive myself. She's like, just call That's me. Right. I don't, I don't care. So I'm like, okay,
0: I have a designated driver now. She can That's cars, all right. and she can cars all around.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Sign me up. Where are the permission slips. I'm in.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Now. I'm here for it. That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> let's do it.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the Buccaneers Falcons last game of the regular season. So regular season's done. It feels like it flew by. Yeah. Um, I'm a little sad about it, but the Buccaneers closed out on a four game winning streak, 144 27 over the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, they're in a good place. They feel like heading into the postseason. It looks as though they're in a good place heading into the into the playoffs. But Bruce Arians did a press conference, said they are way more confident, especially offensively, which I think was pretty evident in week 17. But You know, they got off to a quick start, something that they have had a little bit of trouble doing this season. And their offense is something that has been kind of up and down. Are you guys convinced, based on what you've seen over the last four weeks, that they've worked out all the kinks, their offense has worked into a good scheme, kind of identified who they are, enough to be successful in the postseason?
0: I think Uncle Chip was one of the guys that referenced the big – Mo, as in Mo Minum. And I got to tell you, like I said before, Detroit, they created some of that momentum. They got things going. Things are in the right direction. They carried that momentum over to the Atlanta game. Now came out of halftime in the third quarter, gave up some points, got it really close again, just to get Evan freaking really scared and nervous. And then after <laughs> that, they kinda, they kind of pulled away again. So Um, Yeah, I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more at ease with what the offense has to do uh, and seeing that that fluidity. They've picked it up and they've kind of been going for it in a good direction. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely more confident on the offensive side. uh, And now we're in the playoffs. So, you know, we wanted to see those four games. They got four wins.
1: I uh, I'm gonna I might fan fanboy out a little bit on this show tonight because we're, <clears throat> we're rolling we're rolling into the playoffs and my yep. my lowered expectations have to be kind of tempered a little bit because you know you have to have that confidence as a fan as I am you you, you want to go in the playoffs with strong we're gonna do this especially against Washington but um you know what I saw on Sunday was something we've seen the past couple weeks with them going against crappy teams. I mean, it wasn't anything new. They look great. They started off fast. I mean, I really thought they were going to run up the score a little bit more on, on the Falcons. I really did, but it, it just seemed like they let them, you know, t- took their foot off the gas just a tad in the third, late third, fourth quarter, but it looked good. I mean, when, when Mike Evans injury happened, chip, you, me and me and you were there at Rafferty's. It was almost as yep. if like somebody came up and punched us in the gut because that injury, like you, you couldn't even watch it again. I pulled it up on my phone and he was like, don't do that. I'm going to throw up.
0: Yeah. I think, I think Well, what we talked about and and Kaylee, I don't know if if you were somewhere watching, if you saw the playback, I've torn Mm -hmm. my ACL three times. So I know what happens when you tear an ACL. Yeah. And the way it looked, it just looked like either an ankle roll or like a hyperextension. Uh You're going to show
2: me. No, 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 I'm not showing. Okay. Okay. All right.
0: But, um, it just, I didn't think it was an ACL. Yeah, I hoped it wasn't, but um, yeah, I'm glad that it was just a hyperextension. But yeah, at first look, though, it looked pretty gruesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, it almost looked like his leg was a Twizzler. That's how twizzler? That's how bad it was. It was just
0: yeah. like,
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, please, please, God, no. And then everybody on Twitter decided to get their, um, their PhDs and their doctorate. Oh, their WebMD. TV. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now.
2: <laughs> everybody <laughs> went here. on
1: orthopedic surgeons to Mm the max on Twitter to the Twitterverse. But, Oh my God, it's an ACL. It's an MCL. It's like, can you guys pump the brakes? I know like everybody's concerned. I, I love the concern. Like it was great. All the fans were just like, Oh my God, I hope it's not this. hope it's not that. But like, don't diagnose something. You have no idea what you're talking about. And it came out as hyperextended, which, you know, he they had some pictures today at him at practice. Of course, he wasn't practicing, but he was. Like, he had a brace on his knee. So, um, you know, it looks like he's going to be ready to go for Saturday against Washington. Now, my question to both of you is, you know, if he's ready to go, how much are they going to have him on the field? If, like, because would you rather have him on there maybe – a tiny bit just in case to save him for the later rounds or were you going to have him there full force like he was and like had you know full snaps and ready to go are you just going to maybe sprinkle him in there and have AB kind of take over the flow and-, and Chris Godwin what do you guys think
2: I mean you ha- you're so deep on offense that's the yeah. thing but then you look at Washington and we'll we'll talk about matchups a little bit later but I think you have to feel it out because this is a game where you're coming in with high expectations to kind of Walk away with it. And I think there's a lot of people saying, you know, there's practically no way Washington walks away with a win in this game. But that's really a dangerous spot to be, especially in the playoffs. Playoffs change everything. So I think you have to feel it out. And I know today was a walkthrough. So he was, I mean, and same with Carlton Davis, who's also on the injury report. Um, they both were present at walkthrough. And it was basically, if this was a full practice, they wouldn't be participating. And the sentiment coming from the coaching staff was fingers crossed, they'll be ready to go. Um, which isn't super confident, but it's also not the worst thing that could happen. But I think if you can manage to get a win, I don't see the point in playing Mike Evans because he's your leading receiver at this point. And you don't need to risk that when you're going to go up against way more capable and, 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 better and deeper and more talented teams that are going to put up a better fight later in the playoffs. And that's not to say that Washington won't put up a fight, because I think I'm of the opinion that they will. But but I think if you can get away with Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and, and whatever you've got going, you know, maybe with Gronk and getting your running game going a little bit more, I don't see why you would need to stress playing Mike Evans. I yeah. agree. And also,
1: congratulations to Mike Evans for having yeah. seven consecutive thousand-yard seasons. I mean, obviously, you know him getting hurt kind of spoiled that he couldn't really celebrate like he wanted to. But congratulations to him. I mean, that's 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 beast style, man. That's that's the goat goat style right there, man. For wide yeah. receivers.
0: Well, dude, he's the only one in the NFL to do it, and the the guy behind him is Randy Moss. So I mean, that's that's rare air for him, and congrats to that. But like you said, Kaylee, I think you. You always want Mike Evans on the field. He's a guy that's a game changer. He can make plays. He can. So I think, like Kaylee said, if you can keep the game in, you know, in control and limit his snaps, you're only going to get a better, healthier version of him, and that's what you want moving through the playoffs. So you know, maybe you look at Scotty Miller. Maybe you look at AB. Maybe you look at Godwin. Maybe you you know have Gronk in there a little bit longer. So anything you can get to get the best version of him now is that one snap and then he gets off the field and goes, crap, okay, I can't do any more today. Or is that, you know, 10 snaps and maybe he's only playing at 80%. Um, So I think they'll feel it out and and see what the story is and make the adjustment. But, man, just what an unbelievable, you know, seven seasons and, you know, making that record in Tampa and, and just doing what he does. Great record to break, only guy in history in the NFL.
1: I look at it this way too. I mean, I AB looked man. Listen, I know we all have our opinions about AB's off-season stuff, but he looked good, man. He, yeah. you know, t- and Tom Brady hooked him up, man, with a bonus. I mean, that's a nice little fat little bonus you're getting because of all the dump passes that you got from Tom Brady. Like he looked. That was the most complete AB I've seen in a uniform in a long time. That almost kind of reminded me how AB was so good in Pittsburgh. Like that's how. That's what you want. That's that's what you want to see out of AB. And, and if he's if he's getting hot right now, with the report report he's having with Brady, which those two look like buddy buddies on the sideline, it was just disgusting. It was like buzzing buddies all. Over. <laughs> but like if he's getting hot now, where you're getting an AB into the playoffs, but you're getting an AB like how he was in Pittsburgh into the playoff. Oh man, that's that's scary to think about. And then you have Mike Evans. You can re- kind of maybe rest him for this game, and if they move on to the next round putting Mike Evans kind of 50%, maybe 75%, but you still have AB who's getting heated up. That's, that's scary to me. And that's, that to me, it says, okay, now we have a complete Bucks offense, which we all thought was so inconsistent until yeah, kind of till the past couple of weeks was because now they've, they've kind of Tom Brady and his receivers have that, that good rapport now. I mean, he's really connected on everybody now he's thrown some deep balls that have kind of gone through the wayside and everything, but, now that he's kind of gelled with everybody, it's. I mean, obviously, he's taken until like week sixteen and seventeen to do it. But what a good time to do it because now you're rolling into the playoffs, and now your rapport is great with everybody, and now it's it's go time, man. Because it's it's one and done, and you're you're done for the rest of these seasons, and then we got to reevaluate. We'll reevaluate. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. yeah like, go and ahead, Kelly. I,
2: I think too when you look at all the teams in the NFL this year, I think everyone's kind of taken that extra bit of time to figure out who they are and for us to get a feel on them. And I know some teams have looked more cohesive earlier and the Bucks it took a little longer. But I think you look at, you know, league-wide, I feel like we're getting a, a way later really view of who these teams are than usual due to just not having an off season, not really having a preseason. And now that we've kind of gotten a good feel on these teams, now it's postseason. So it's kind of gone a little bit faster than it would have in the in the past, I guess. I no, think I-
0: another team, a good example of another team maybe that I know I was I was shooting down is the Colts. And they mm-hmm. had another veteran quarterback, and they had somebody else that came over. And it really took Phillip Rivers till after midseason. I know the first five or six weeks, you're seems like he was going through similar pains. He was having awful football games, and the defense was winning it for him in their running game. And so um, I think that with the veteran presence you have and – most of the offensive pieces besides Gronk and Brady had been there for a little bit. So they do, they do know a little bit of the offense and they, they know most of the schemes. So I think now you're seeing your position players step up and Brady's like you said, Kaylee starting to match the chemistry uh, with those guys. And, and, you know, that's what we're starting to see, which is at the right time.
2: Yeah. And I, I kind of want to ask you guys because Mike Evans, obviously, got injured, you know, kind of early in the game, but I was a little surprised by the fact that the starters stayed in the game the entire 60 minutes and that's something that I really didn't expect and I know Evan you mentioned kind of expecting this to be more of a blowout game than it turned out to be, but you know they did win by a considerable amount of points and it didn't really seem like they were really going to rest anybody throughout this game at all and I'm I'm kind of, you know, wanting to get your opinion on whether you think that was the correct decision, regardless of how it turned out. But also, the Falcons aren't a terrible team, but they were still able to put up a a considerable amount of yards and then score on four straight drives. I mean, going into the half and coming out in the third, they looked really, really good. And so that kind of begs the question, is the defense necessarily ready for postseason? And is the decision to keep all the starters in Lack of confidence in the defense, or was it really just trying to establish momentum going into the playoffs?
1: I was questioning that myself because you know that's a risk of injury that you won't, don't want to one of your starters if you leave them in too long, especially for a game like you don't really need to win. If you don't yeah. win, you I mean you've already clinched your playoff
2: spot. Changes nothing.
1: Yeah, change. Yeah, it changes nothing. So having having most of their starter starters be in there for a very long time kind of it worried me because you could have another Mike Evans injury and then what like Tom Brady could have gotten hurt and then what are you going to do now like right in the playoffs with Blaine Gabbert hell no so <laughs> you know that that decision kind of kind of worried me a little bit and it's just like maybe maybe they were trying to do that to, to get that momentum going and in, into the playoffs I mean obviously it helps because you I mean you won 44 to 27 but You know, Kaylee, like you said, like the Falcons did have a little bit of momentum coming in the second half and the defense kind of looked a little like, okay, we're kind of taking our foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe we'll have this be a game. Maybe maybe we'll make this uh, things exciting for everybody here in Tampa Bay as my daughter is crawling up my chair and joining this podcast right now. Hold on a second. But, (laughs) um, you know, I would say it's as long as nobody really got hurt. And if this is a way for them to get just get ready for the playoffs, I'm all for it. But yeah, you're still running the risk of having somebody getting injured, like one of your star players, especially like a 43 year old quarterback named Thomas Brady.
0: So. <laughs> well, you had white and you had some other people that were out because of COVID. And now we're going to have to see the effects moving forward. I mean, they had two key linebackers. It was white and Barrett. I think that were out. Um, so what do you guys think as far as the impact? We know that, you know, we've talked to players, and we've seen, you know, Lamar Jackson ends up going in during a game and, and cramps up and, you know, sits out basically two quarters just because he was dehydrated and he said he was sick. Do you guys think they'll see any residual effects? Because the Bucks' defense was – that was the area that was hit with COVID, and they were missing players. So are you guys worried about that moving forward? I'll, I'll let you take this one. <laughs>
2: I'm not necessarily too worried about the people that have been on the list because from what I've gathered, it hasn't been any serious... You know, I I do know that the league is taking a really safe approach when it comes to contact tracing. So there are a lot of people who have sat out, not necessarily because they've contracted a, a serious case of COVID, but because through contact tracing, they have come in contact with somebody. And I'm not too knowledgeable on the exact situations of those players other than that they were on the COVID list. But I do know that I I think they'd be okay. I'd be more concerned with the four or five days in between now and the next game. Cause I think every week there are players that hit that COVID list, um, for a lot of teams. Right. So I think that is concerning because the NFL has established these protocols, which are, you know, obviously, if they're standardized across the league, I'm all for it, but you just never know who's going to be on that COVID list at what time. And you kind of have to follow the same protocols as every other team. And when it comes down to it, if someone hits that list on Friday and they're not able to play in a playoff game and, and that's a key player, then that's that's obviously a concern. So
1: they are getting Shaq Barrett back, which is good. Uh, Carlton Davis should be back this week as well. The only real key piece they're missing is Devin white, which, you know, he's on the COVID list, but, you know he doesn't have COVID. He was just in contact with people that have, so he's on that so list. Non symptoms then. Non symptoms. So, yeah. which is you know, if you win this week, great. You're going to have him for the next round, and then your your defense, your front seven, as is in full force. But you're going up against a Washington team that they, I mean, these two teams they don't really parallel each other only in the defensive part. They've got a, they both have great defenses. Now, obviously, the Bucks have a an upside with their offense and everything. So, but when it comes to you know, the defense is getting after the quarterbacks. That's going to be a problem for not only Brady but also Alex Smith too uh, this weekend.
2: Yeah, so. for sure. And we let's talk about this matchup because, like you mentioned, I think most people are kind of blowing it off as you. know, Well, I think the Bucks win percentage on this is is about eighty, with twenty percent being with yeah. Washington. But you know, that's the narrative as them having virtually no chance to win this game. And you know maybe so but they've also been in almost every game they've played this season even their losses so it isn't you know it's pertinent to look at what their strengths are and i think when you look at the nfc east which is a pretty weak division their defense is still the best unit on the field in that division out of every team that that has played you know in the nfc east their defense is the best unit out there week in and week out and they've really maintained that level of success throughout the season even having a losing record so you know i'm interested to see what matchups you guys are looking forward to obviously they've got a bunch of young guys a bunch of really talented guys on defense but that defensive front has been really really impressive and you know tom brady and the buccaneers offense and their offensive line has struggled against teams that do have a really kind of scary offensive uh, defensive front so i'm interested to see if you guys think this is going to cause any disruption up front, maybe break down the pocket, maybe put Brady in some situations to, to make some mistakes or turn over the ball.
1: Do you think Chase Young maybe jinxed himself by saying, you know, I want Brady. I want Tom Brady. Now I know (laughs) Bruce Arian said, you know, be careful what you wish for. You know, that's a, you know, it's a young buck calling out the, the old, the old grizzled veteran when it comes to a playoff game. And this is Tom Brady country when we're coming in the playoffs. And, but I would be very concerned about the, this Washington front seven. You've got Chase Young, who is a beast. You also have Montez Sweat. You also have Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen, who are these guys have all been drafted in the top picks in the draft. This is a young front seven. They are scary. They've been disruptive throughout the, the, the league this year. You know, with Tampa Bay's offensive line, I would be concerned because with this front seven, you've got to give Brady some time. Brady's not a mobile quarterback, man. Right. He's not, he's not, a, he's not the guy that's going to run around and, and be a, you know, a Lamar Jackson, or he's not going to be a young guy like Justin Herbert. He's, he's going to be a guy that's going to run like a four, four in like eight seconds. So, um, you know, I, the, my, my main, I would, I would looking at these, these, these matchups and the, the run game for both sides. You know how is how is Rojo and then Leonard Fournette, depending on how they're going to use them this week, go against that front seven in Washington. And then on the flip side, for for Washington's run game with Antonio Gibson going against that front seven for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how is how are they going to do against each other? Because they're so they're like mirror images of each other when it comes to to the defense. They're both strong, so it's like if I'm if I'm Tampa Bay. I'm 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 coming out quick, man. I'm not I'm not doing these tiki taki plays. I'm coming out quick. I'm doing dumb passes. I'm doing ten, fifteen yards, and I'm getting this defense really tired. And r- I'm running up the score. Now, obviously, you know Alex Smith. We we've seen Alex Smith's book of work in the past when he was with San Francisco and when he was with Kansas City. A great game manager. We've seen that he can do that. Alex Smith can beat you as long as he's not on an, on an Andy Reid team where Andy Reid doesn't know how to manage the clock and they kick field goals all the time. But <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm a, I'm not concerned a lot about this, but there's a level of concern is they could get the Tom Brady all day and it's just going to be a disaster and then Washington can move on and have a great feel-good story for Alex Smith who should get the comeback player of the year and they should rename that the Alex Smith Award
0: um, You know about him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and you hit a lot of the things, if I ever build an NFL franchise, which people are already knocking down my door, I got to be honest with both you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I would build it from the lines out and that's what both these franchises kind of have done. They've, they've spent a lot of money uh, on their defensive lines and they brought in free agents and they use developmental players uh, and also offensively, they want to run the football. Uh, So both these teams mirror image in certain areas of their teams where they're strong. Um, I think to hit on what you said, Evan, earlier, if you want to, if you want to poke the bear during the NFL playoffs with Tom Brady, you better be ready, kiddo, because you're a rookie. And yeah, I'm not saying he had an unbelievable season, dude. Chase Young is going to be an unbelievable football player, but buddy, you're in a whole different world now. You've seen what happens when people say things that professionals, players, especially in the NFL, you know, people take victory laps around stadiums or people have bulletin board material. Professionals are a whole nother level of, you know, athlete when it comes to poking fun at people, and you'll see. Tom Brady, once he hits his stride and gets going, and if Tampa, the line's been really good this year with the Bucs. So, of course, everybody's, uh, of course, everybody's going to be a little bit nervous. But I got to tell you, if Tom Brady gets enough time, he'll 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 shred the defensive backfield. That's what he's. They've got to be worried about that. So, give him the time, and we should be fine.
1: Hey, you got to look at it this way too, and Tom Brady has better weapons to work with than he did in New England. Yeah. So so oh, Jay, Shung, Jay Shung, poke the bear. Poke the bear all you want. I, I want it. <laughs> I want it. I love seeing pissed off Tom Brady. Like there you go. People have called him a Karen this year and everything. Like I want to see pissed off Tom Brady. Like that's the Tom Brady that that wins you championships, is when you poke the bear and he hasn't had his protein shakes in the morning or his kale salads in the afternoon. That's the type of Tom Brady I want to see. Or his vampire blood before the game. Like that's that's, right. that's what I want to see is poke the bear, man call him out. That's what I want to see. I want to see Tom Brady just ram it down your throat and, and and go on to the next round. That's what I want to see.
2: I mean, I think that's the thing, though, is when you're looking at the playoffs, I think every team needs to go in with that mentality, kind of like what you said, Evan. Like You can set you know, low expectations the whole season, but once you get in the playoffs, you have to have confidence. And if you're on one of these teams, you have to go in thinking that you're going to win every single matchup you're playing. Otherwise, why are you going to the playoffs? Right. But I do respect Chase Young. I think I think here's the thing. As you look at a team like Washington, and we kind of talked about this at Rafferty's on Sunday, but everything they've had to overcome this year, everything that's set them back on an organizational level, on a media level with their owner and their front office and everything going on to Ron Rivera, you know, fighting cancer. And then you've got so many factors playing into the season and a team that no one expected to win more than two games probably coming into the season and to be fair, they don't have a great record, but you know they won their division, and that yep. they did—they wow. outplayed three but, other teams in a division. But, yeah, you wouldn't call that a division anymore. I mean, come on. But when you but, look at like who Dallas has on their team, these other teams that have been together with their units, with their rosters, in a more cohesive fashion than Washington has been, and dealt with far less adversity. I mean, obviously. Dallas lost their quarterback, but you know Andy Dalton is not a is not a scrub off the street. I mean, he's an experienced (laughs) backup quarterback, if anything. But I just think if this team comes in with anything less than hundred percent confidence, they're doing a disservice to themselves. And I like it because they're young, and that's how they've won every matchup this season. Is going in and saying why not us? And that was their mentality from the get, from the jump on this season. Is is just because we've gone through all of this why can't we go to the playoffs? And here they are, right? Yeah. So I do like that mentality. I like it. It makes it fun. He's young. He's really exciting to watch. And regardless, even if he loses, I mean, he's going to be an outstanding player, probably defensive rookie of the year if we have to bet on it. And then he's going to go on and have a great career and make a bajillion dollars and probably have a million sponsorships. So, you know, good for him. I'm excited. And lose it
1: all, lose it all for one stupid Instagram post and
2: Twitter. <laughs> no, he's... He's one guy that they speak what? so highly of. So I'm excited. I think he will. Like I, yeah. You know, uh,
1: I, <laughs> not, not bucks related, but <clears throat> this year having both the Cowboys, the giants and like the Eagles all eliminated, not one of them going to the playoffs and you have the Washington, no longer known as the Redskins. Win yeah, the Washington, Virginia, Washington. like, Kaylee like you said after all they've been through like them overcoming this going to the playoffs winning the division like nothing made me happier than not seeing the Eagles who are a dumpster fire Cowboys you know the Cowboys had to deal with Dax injury and everything but like the Eagles have to deal with now everybody hates each other and the G men hate the Eagles like that's such yeah. good like I that division is the NFC least but they just hate the shit out of each other. And that's great. <laughs> and none of those teams, like I'm okay with, I'm okay with Washington going to the playoffs. I'm okay with that. But those other three teams, them not going is like Christmas come it, early for it, 2021. You it, know
2: what it, I mean? And, and to be honest with you, as much as I cannot stand the side of the Eagles, I don't like Dallas. I can't, I really don't care for New York. That, that division is honestly just the epitome of football. Right, like they play <laughs> terrible football, yes. but the fans, the rivalries, the like nonsense, the ignorance that you hear week in and week out—that's what makes football really fun. And they're so, stupid,
1: stupid fans. They're <laughs> so <terrible dumb>. <laughs> Like if Roger Goodell had any sense, he would ban that whole division from going to the playoffs
0: next year because there's no. So a the so million dead.
2: people watch them on television. Oh, right? yeah. They get I more mean, viewers know. on TV than anyone. Else.
0: Would like, riot, dude? I you know. know places would blow up. I mean, guys, you got to admit, though, the Eagles now, they're going to be a media darling throughout the whole (gasps) offseason. There's going to be so much (sighs) material to talk about because the players, and we won't stay too long on this because I feel like we've already given the Eagles too much. Miles Sanders came out today on an interview on a Philadelphia station and said majority of the players didn't understand the move and hated it. And so – Reports
1: are they had to hold players back from confronting – Peterson, yeah. they had to hold yeah. them back. I love it. I love it.
0: Burn, baby, burn. Yes. Where burn did the, you end up?
1: Burn the city down. I hate their fans.
0: horse <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit hey. all the time. All right, let's move Getting on. Getting back to another what? team that's awful in the division, Washington. Yes. Right now, I think the mentality we've all circled around is kind of the house cash mentality. Yep. They're playing with house cash. This franchise has basically had to up-skate, or uh, ice skate uphill – Against the wind, freaking – it's been awful for them the whole year, and they've made it. So now they feel like they're playing, and they've just got – they've got all the motivation in the world, no negative impact. They're like, hey, go in there, play loose, see what happens. We've already proven everybody wrong. We're here in the playoffs. And that's a dangerous team to play against.
2: It is. And that's the thing about Ron Rivera is that's why you bring him in, right? Like, that's the kind of guy that he is. Not only because you have a terrible culture – you know before this season and you need a guy like Ron Rivera who's very respected by the front office by the ownership by everyone involved and then most importantly the players I just it's hard not to root for this team maybe not right now because of their opponent this weekend but it's hard not to have rooted for them this season because you just see where they were last year where their organization was at the start of this year and where they are now it's kind of they're on the right track, so they have nothing to lose at this point. So
1: it's it's funny how winning kind of makes things swept under the rug, like the whole Dan Snyder thing and the oh, whole.
2: Oh, that's still on. That's still
1: not as still pre, not clear. as prevalent as
0: it was. You win. No, it's, it's not it, in national media, but it's still there. It's,
2: it's still hush, there. Hush. It's it's hush hush because it's in court. I is know, the I'm reason lying. so they can't say anything. I,
1: I, I've got a question for you two before we move, we move on. Hypothetically, hypothetically. Uh-oh. If the Bucks lose, where, where do they go from here? Like, do you call this a sea, the season of a disappointment? Yeah, you're eleven to five, went to the playoffs, but you lose the first round to the Washington football team. Do you call this a lose like a <clears throat> a, a, a a a disappointment, or do you call this okay? It's a step in the right direction, even though Tom Brady's probably going to be here for one more year. Like, if they lose hypothetically, what do we call this season?
0: It's a disaster. What? I think it's a disaster. Oh. No. You went out and you spent, what, 50, 60 million dollars to position yourself to go to the Super Bowl. And now you're out. You're done. Now, you're going to get the benefit of having these players, most of them, depending upon the salary cap. And they've got to sign a lot of key guys, too. So you're going to lose. This will not be... The same team that you're gonna see on the field next year. You have to re-sign Godwin, you have to resign Levante David, you have to resign, you have to resign a lot of key players. So, I mean, disaster may be strong, maybe strong word, but
1: Chip. I gave you the uh, the solo
0: treatment on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you call it fine. If you don't want to call it a disaster, but financially, this team has handcuffed themselves for the next year and a half. So Kaylee disagrees. Better.
1: So yeah. I wanna, hey, I hey, buddy,
0: buddy, I says the Falcons, man, I know Evan brings up every show. <laughs> I, well, hold
1: on a second. I didn't bring not it up yet. once. No, thank God. I didn't bring it up once <laughs> yeah. at all during this show. I know.
0: I know. After, oh, Sunday,
1: okay. after Sunday, I made it a point not to say.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the story is, but I would want more than one playoff win for what the Buccaneers spent in players and coaches and changes and, and everything, I would want more.
2: I think, I think if the opponent this weekend wasn't Washington, I think that sentiment would be a lot different by a lot of people. But I think yeah. I do think that I don't think it's a disaster if they lose. I think what the the deal is, and in my mind, this is kind of how I felt the entire season: is they've signed a couple too many people, right? Like they've got too many people in the mix, too many, you know people stirring the pot to really be successful. Because when you think about it, you know, the best teams in the league right now don't have, I mean, some of them do, don't get me wrong, but not all of them have the amount of talent that Tampa has on their roster. They don't necessarily have the deepest team or as many weapons, but they have the right people in the right places to put their team in a position to win. And I do think that is kind of where Tampa struggled at the beginning of the season is not knowing exactly what to do with everyone you've got sitting on your roster. And you've brought in so many people at every position that it's just kind of, you know, this, this week we're running Ronald Jones down everyone's throat. And this week we're not, we're running him for five snaps. And it's just, it's a lot of confusion on where to go with the ball and what kind of offense to run and what we're going to do. And I think, I think next year, regardless of how far they go in the playoffs, shedding has to happen. And I know that it is very likely that Godwin's not there next year. And I don't even know that that's a disaster for them either way. I think he's an obviously an extremely talented player, but they've got so much talent that I think if they narrowed it down and just tightened it up a little bit and they're going to have to anyways, because they have to pay guys to stay there. And they also have to shed a lot of these short contracts that they have just sitting around. But I just think if you can tighten it up a little bit, kind of narrow down what you're, you want your offense to look like. And I think leading that momentum that you've built so far into next season, no matter how far you go in the playoffs, that's going to give them a better idea of who to invest in, who to resign, who to keep there, who to let go. And they're going to tighten it up in a way where you're going to see a team that's a lot more sure of themselves next year than they came into this year. And I think that that's going to happen regardless of what their outcome is in the playoffs. I like that.
1: There is a lot of stuff that they do have to button up, especially when it comes to the the large contracts that they're going to have to pay. Like if I was Chris Godwin, I would say, look, I'm coming back. Like I'm Tom Brady's throwing me touchdowns. Now, obviously if he hits the free agent market, he's going to get buku money. Mm. And it's like, if the Buccaneers are so against the wall when it comes to cap space, it's like, who is, I mean, it's, it's honestly, you have to look at your board and go, okay, who's gone, who can restructure contracts. And who can we say I, I can't do it? Because I mean, they, you have to like it's almost like throwing darts at the wall. It's like you're lining up the names and he goes, all right, we've got to let these these guys go. We've got to restructure with these if they restructure, and then we've got to pay these guys. And and these they're big money contracts coming up. I mean, and Chris Godwin is one of them. And the one one question is, okay, do you bring Gronk back? Because he's he has a one year ten million dollar deal with this team. Is he going to come back for another year with Brady? is a B going to come back as if a B comes back, he's going to want more money, especially if he does well in the playoffs. Yeah. Kirk Godwin's going to want a multi-year deal unless you franchise tag. him. It. So it's like, I would love to, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that, that room with the GM and, and Arians and the Glazers and their accountant and go, look, I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing for you. I, I can bleed out a sin out of my butthole if you want, but like, I've got nothing here. Like, what do you like? No, we had a tough season because nobody, we had no fans in the stands because of COVID. It's like our cap space the is top, so
2: the it, cap's going down,
1: and yeah, the cap's yeah. going down yeah, too. Yeah. Gonna so, yeah. You're gonna see so many teams release guys that are star players, guys that should be resigned by their team but can't because they they don't have any money. And Chip, you looked it up on Sunday. Like, how many teams are out of the are are in the negative right now, or actually in the po- how many teams are in the positive right now for for cap space?
0: It's like I what? mean, I think half, only half. I think the NFL teams have workable. Cap space kind of like right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to, and I mean, right now Godwin's making like 2.3. Yeah. 2.5. Evans is making 14 million. You don't think yeah. Godwin's going to want at least probably 10.
1: He's going to yeah. want, he's going to want probably 12 to 13. 100. Yeah. And I mean, the
0: cap space yeah. for the bucks is going to be somewhere in around the twenties. Yeah. Tony, so, brought
1: I mean, up, Tony brought up a good point. What do you do with OJ Howard? Now, of course, OJ Howard was out this year with an injury. So, do you bring him back? Do you trade him? Do you maybe bring him back on a smaller salary? If, if you say, okay, you know what, Gronk, you had a great year, but you know, what are we going to do with Gronk? So it's, and and Cameron braids there. So who's going to be the odd man now when it comes to the tight ends, because they don't have the money to pay. I I want hypo. So between us three. Yeah. If you were, if you were, you know, Jason light, Bruce Arians and the Glazers, and you've got your three tight end sets. You've got O.J. Howard, you've got Cameron Brate, Rob Gronkowski. Who are you resigning, who are you trading, and who are you going to try and get on a small contract?
2: I think I'm going to try to get O.J. Howard on a small contract, but I want him back because I think you look at what he was doing before injury, and I think you were looking at his improvement year over year. He had a few missteps, but I think – longevity wise I'm more inclined to take him and he hasn't put up numbers this season so he's in no position to request anything crazy you can kind of keep him on the low a little bit but he's a guy I just don't see Gronk being there for years right like i think that's the reason they signed him to a one years because obviously tom brady wanted him there he's got nothing better to do besides promote cbd and parties so he's doing it right he, he has to- a party though
1: he's not partying at all no party stories from Bergon. i know all.
2: yeah well and, uh, our good it. friend of
1: the show john Muller says are we really talking about free agency before the pl- first playoff game since soldier boy was a
0: thing <laughs>
2: soldier boy that's fair that's you fair that, that is a fair question uh yeah, fair. that is well I hey we, he, took
0: like, a, we took a deep we took a, a skinny yeah. surface just real quick
2: yeah
1: we took well, a deep cut before we move on
2: yeah, yeah we've got plenty of time to dive into it because obviously the playoffs won't last forever so so yeah that's right true that's good yeah but let's talk right, about so let's move on let's move on yeah let's talk about evan brought this topic to the table and i cannot wait to discuss it but the 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 headline is just Tom Brady MVP question mark. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have to dive into this because he's in the conversation. I mean, he's in the conversation when you list out the top ten candidates for the MVP. I wouldn't say he's in the legitimate conversation of taking home the trophy. But Evan, go ahead. Are you
1: are you, are you saying you don't like my rundown? Oh tomorrow? no,
0: let him go
2: last. No, I like You're... it. I oh, okay. Okay. I okay. okay. saw this and immediately I was like. Can't wait. Can't wait for
0: it. Uh, so yeah. I'll go last since you Chip. go last.
2: Yeah, I'll go last. You okay. go last. Chip, go for All me. right.
0: I think that this is the most hilarious headline <laughs> I have seen on our show ever because everybody you know what the greatest thing about NFL football is is it's weekend to weekend and a player will have one great weekend and then all of a sudden his other 16 weeks body of oh, yes. work goes out the window and you're like Oh God, he's great. He's Tom Brady. MVP Come on. This is a guy that was downright rancid most of the season. And yes, he's learning a new system. And yes, he has no relationship with the players. So, you know, no, he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation at all because he's just not there. He's just not, he's not MVP. He had did not done it all year. You know, he's just, that's not, I'm taking a picture of this and I'm gonna laugh the rest of the night <laughs> and just look at it all night.
2: Yeah. I okay, he's got 40 touchdowns. Great. Aaron Rodgers has 48. And look at the there roster Aaron Rodgers is dealing with, and look at the roster that Tom Brady has at his disposal. So I just think that is alone. I think you're right, Chip. I I do think whoever does the best at the end of the season is always the <laughs> number one person to talk about yeah, for sure. the MVP, yeah. which is so ridiculous to me to even be discussing it, but it is, he's looked not himself for most of the season and the last four weeks or five weeks have been really great. He's looked like he's back in the swing of things. He's playoff Tom Brady. I mean, I guess we'll see, but, but yeah, they, they, he also played 12, 13 games where he didn't look like that. Right. And he was turning over the ball and he was doing this, he was doing that. And Bruce Arians wanted him to be a 40 touchdown 10 interception quarterback this year. And that's just not, that's not like he, he got 40 touchdowns, but his touchdown to interception rate is looking closer to Jameis Winston than Tom Brady. Or Whoa! At, this point, at this point, I don't think it's this year. I'm not yeah. saying that maybe next year he's not in that conversation, but when you look at Tom Brady with the roster, they have all the talent, all the money they spent a defense that has struggled, but is still one of the better defenses in the league. And your team is not even a favorite to make it to the divisional round or to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, okay. I mean, not doesn't mean they won't. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Just means you haven't proved enough this year to suggest that that is a probable outcome. Then you shouldn't be in the MVP conversation. I think Aaron Rodgers is running away with it. Josh Allen catches oh, up definitely. every week. Josh Allen, first of all, eight touchdowns on the ground, 37 in the air. I mean, he's. I he's got more talent, I think, than Aaron Rodgers has right now on his yes. team. But but gosh, like he looks better and better every week. And he's his impact on his team far outweighs Tom Brady's impact with the Buccaneers. And then Derrick Henry is the only person on the Titans offense, and I hate the Titans, but about- Derrick Henry has a far better case for MVP than Tom Brady could ever have this year. <laughs> ever. So Yay! no. Look at her go,
0: folks. I like it when she's moving her neck. I thought she was going to do
1: the finger snap. Like,
0: how about no?
1: I did this for the rundown. I didn't I say he was going to be the MVP. Face, I, what you're saying. <laughs> I did this for the rundown. Not okay. not for, not, not, I said he was going to be the MVP. But how okay. dare you Gilly, say he's in comparison
2: with Jameis Winston? How, dare <laughs> you? how many interceptions does he have this year? Let's look. It's oh. Great.
0: His interception 12. rate to touchdown rate is, I don't know if it's that bad, but it's definitely bad. Jamie's only, had over
2: 30. Jamie's had 30 interceptions last year. So he's only had 12, but for some reason, doesn't it feel like it should be more?
0: Well, in the beginning of the year, the you know, yeah, moving forward, his rate was yeah. even with that.
2: Yeah. Also, that's a good point. Tony said the Packers have the 13th strongest schedule of 14 playoff teams. I mean, that's a good point, but also, okay. I mean oh, okay. the Bucks lost to the Bears so I mean what
1: Let's let's reel this back a second. Now I'm not saying he's going to be MVP. Now I'm not saying he's not even on the bubble of the MVP talk. If he wins the Super Bowl No. Okay. I still don't oh, give it gotta, to chip it. you got to say chip you, chip, you still got you got to say how about like, there you no? Like no. How I mean, about no? How about no? No. No 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 no. No. No 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 no. I'm okay. I'm not saying he's in the conversation.
0: I'm not saying he's <laughs> on the bubble. I have my four MVP. If he MVP gets that can. stupid trophy, I'm going to die. No, for the MVP. I'm, or the Marty. Marty. I'm out of it. Oh,
1: listen. I've got my Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yes, both those, dude. Those are the best ones. I I personally Is believe. Frozen?
2: Is he frozen? I think he's Oh, frozen. yeah, dude.
0: Look at that. The computer beat him up.
2: He, yeah. They knew where that conversation was going, and his wife <laughs> was like, nope can't do
1: it <laughs> that's that's all i do i put that there for the rundown okay okay, okay. My, internet just, my internet just glitched for a second that's probably
0: why i was out of course conference. it did because exactly. the knew it was coming out of your mouth it was okay. like no no
1: but i did not say tom brady should be in the mvp i just said okay let's put this in the rundown that way we all can right. talk and discuss because if there's people in the in the comments maybe they would like to say something about it so obviously <laughs> there's only one person that's tony we so. should have let we should have let Evan go first before we <laughs> attacked him. <laughs> you shut up. I feel morally and physically and, and mentally. Immune. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. I, it's Hunter all right. Tony, thank I, you for the
0: comments and the I, stat dropping too. We yeah. love that. Keep it up. Uh,
1: no, I I listen. It this is Aaron Rodgers MVP to lose like yeah. Poof, yeah. Straight up. Wow. Be, be, and, and the thing is with him, like before the season, everybody thought he was washed up, especially when the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the draft and then didn't draft any wide receivers at all. Like Aaron Rodgers is throwing just the Devontae Adams. That is it. Yep. And then he, he's been like, Aaron Rodgers looks like the Aaron Rodgers when he won the Super Bowl that year. Well, like he's, Robert Conyen,
0: his oh tight my- end, dude, has got.
1: yeah. You are an Alan Lazard in there too. So like Aaron Rodgers, this is his MVP. Like, yeah. yeah. The discount, double check the belt is back. That's why he's been doing it. Like he's the man. He's a bad man right now. So I'm not taking away anything from Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen, on the other hand, that's a strong number two that maybe could slip into the number one spot because of the way he could run the ball. The way he Josh can- Allen wins yeah. the
0: Super Bowl. Give me that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Give me that. Like Bill, you put yeah. the Bills Nation, you put Bills Mafia back on the on the map with that yeah. kid. Like yeah, you deserve MVP honors all day. So what? No, yeah. I not. I didn't say nothing about Tom Brady. Let's right. let's repeat that.
0: I did not say that.
1: Let's not say that. No, no, no. Oh, John, John's got some jokes. Sorry
2: for the yes. No, log off of your Facebook. Get off. Jeez, John.
1: Jeez, guy, he's got jokes. Jokes on Let jokes. I need more of
0: that in my life. That's good stuff right there.
1: We got to be nice. Uh, John's the program director for WDA, so let's be nice to him real quick.
2: AB is like (laughs) that guy you know in those warehouses where it's like zero days since a workplace incident. (laughs) AB is like a hundred days since I've assaulted the gate worker at my neighborhood. Like it's (laughs)
1: <laughs> Isn't that still in litigation right now? Are like, they still kind of figuring that well, out? No, I think
2: they let it go because he's playing we, They're playing that, well. Yeah.
1: That's, that's right. His uh the condo association said uh he was a hero the for beating fans. the Panthers and didn't didn't yeah. want to press charges because they won. Yeah, that's great. Tom oh.
2: Brady called up and was like, You're gonna drop these charges. Oh yeah. This is my yes, wider Mr.
0: Brady. Listen. I don't care if he wrecked uh, a three thousand dollar gate. I'm sure Tom Brady's like, listen, I'll pay for that. I don't care
2: if he punched that old lady in the face and threw her to the ground. (laughs) We have a Super Bowl to win.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Tom Brady's probably like, listen, if you don't do this, I will come over there and I will kill you.
2: You Can you imagine vampire Tom Brady just, like, threatening old women on the phone? I could see it. It's probably (laughs) terrible. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) oh my god it's the new year and we've come on already really oh, I, I love so it dude I great. Any,
1: anytime you can you can say tom brady can fly in like a vampire and threaten an old lady for nature <laughs> oh. all
2: right dude, let's close out with rapid fire word game and i just want to i want to preface this by saying i just wrote these names down as we were doing this so they're not the most well thought out, but just and based it, on where we are,
1: and I'll take the blame for that because I yeah. totally forgot about this segment before the show started. So, so I, just... I, leave, I leave it up to you, Kaylee. So we don't know who's going to be on the list, so let's let's write it out. Let's go.
2: Okay, so these are just like I'm going to throw out a name, you give me your vibe of them based on the season, right? So far, okay, Okay, Kay. let's do it. Byron Lovewitch, Go. <laughs> go back uh, to marshall go back to marshall disappointed <laughs> go back to marshall okay
1: well, he's, he's in consideration to be a head coach there so go back to marshall
2: okay. okay uh antonio brown speaking of
0: gate basher
2: <laughs> Can-
1: <laughs> misunderstood
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh all right leonard fournette Kaylee's uh, best friend. Overrated. Thank you. Kaylee's
1: best, Kaylee's best friend.
2: Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> you, brought up, you brought up the name. I know, because I'm just thinking about people that will be, like, on the fence, because uh, I know, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, Scotty Miller. I don't know if this one's on the fence.
1: Scooter. Oh, underutilized. Edelman 2.0. Yes. Get him
2: I out there. I agree with that. Last one. Antoine Winfield Jr.
0: Rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year yeah i love that really that that pick having him back there and he's just reminds me of an earl thomas kind of a ball hawk scanning the field you know always looking for the you know eyes of the quarterback and and just always being in the play so when we did did our draft show
1: when we did our draft show that was like the monster pick like that almost kind of saved jason light's job was that if Because it was such a great, it was it was like the steal of the night for them for for them was that pick, and he's turned out to be a monster. I can't wait to see more of him, like for the years to come. Like it was a great pick, he and he's he's been such a great addition to that defense, man.
0: Yeah, Yeah. chin too. Tony said chin, yeah, good too. But I think uh, I don't know. I just Winfield better, I think, and uh, you know he's going to be a great player for them for years to come.
2: Yeah, agree. I Any final it. thoughts before we get out of here?
0: Chip. Man, this is this is what we planned for all year, folks. We yeah. said we needed to get to the playoffs, pull the curtain back. Here we go. Bucks fans, hit hit the freaking Twitter rants, hit the freaking internet, interwebs, tune in. Let's get the first win out of the way. And then after that, me personally, I'll feel like this season then is a success. Get out of the first round. You're gonna get you're gonna make me feel a lot better. And then everything you did, spent time, trouble, travel, everything was taken care of.
1: I I washed my new new El Bushman jersey uh in warm water so it could shrink because the 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 jersey I got was a little bit too big. So I'm I never wear it. have that issue.
0: So I, I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna
1: wear it on Saturday. Uh and you know, this is this is where your your time to shine it. Like first round is 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 really kind of culminates, I wouldn't say, well, I would say culminates your, your season. If you don't get out of that first round chip, you said before, like you weren't there, like you weren't there at all. Like you've got to go in you've got to say Washington. I know you've got some feel good stories, but our team is a lot better. We've got Tom Brady and you've got a mean pissed off Tom Brady. So he hasn't had his vampire blood or his kale salads. (laughs) Giselle has withheld has with sex from him for maybe a couple of months or so. At least. You're, at least. So you're getting, you're, getting, you're getting Tom Brady in that state. So uh, I would say you got you to, gotta, you know, let, let's let loose, man. Like, the playoff-focused you know, Brady. Yeah, let's, let's let loose. Let's have Tom Brady when he gets into the playoffs like he was in New England and let's win a Super Bowl. Let's, let's go. He's let's a bad go. man. Yeah, let's go. No, that's Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, Kaylee, what's your final?
2: Um, I'm not leaving my couch all weekend. Sick wild card games is the happiest I've probably been in a long time. So I will not be doing anything but watching wild card weekend. So should we do?
1: Should we do a uh, after game show?
0: I mean, we should. We should like. I'm going to say well. I think we could do that, but Evan, do you want to watch the game? Where are we gonna go watch the game, buddy?
1: Uh, I was just about to ask you that. Like, Good.
0: Mm, I remember, what? I've
1: got a designated driver now.
2: What?
0: Yeah, so. sounds like a
1: buccaneer party <laughs> wagon I like it I mean most likely we'll probably end up what, at Rafferty's of course They'll of course at Rafferty's and then you know we'll mosey on to, to somewhere else I mean,
0: yeah. just make sure you take out all the kids seats now you got in your uh, spaceship van when you pick me up you know? I still I
1: don't have an SUV just yet uh, that no. will be till like later on this year so I still have my, my my car so don't worry you got the jeep though that's my wife's car I'm not messing with that
0: you're not gonna be okay all right fine uh, we gotta we gotta write in style come on now all right i'm in i'm
2: in <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well we'll figure out saturday but thank yeah. you guys for tuning in today getting in the comments make sure you follow us on twitter at play the bay TV, on facebook at play the bay 2020 youtube spotify apple all the places which yeah yeah we'll catch you guys Either Saturday or next week, but either way after the game, so who knows? Fire the cannon.
1: Chip, like Chip and I might be having a couple JMO shots and we'll be like hey, this is what we find. It. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> if we lose, we're not having a show. If we win, chances go up that we have Ch- a
1: show. yeah, chance like that that mm-hmm. probability goes up. Like that's a fair, that's fair. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. On that note, catch you guys on
0: the flippity yeah.
1: thanks for listening to play the bay we'll be back again with another episode on the believe podcasting network if interested in advertising please contact believe.com